Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how a pain journal can help you get back to running sooner. Now, before I forget, I want to let you know that we created a perfectly simple runner's pain journal PDF for you. Just go to the show notes page for episode 67 and download it. It's free. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Pain is part of running. Now, there's a saying that's often lauded by athletes, and we've all heard this, pain is just weakness leaving your body. We affectionately call our training studios pain caves. We bask in the discomfort of pain, knowing that it will make us stronger. In training, we embrace pain as an ally. But when you get an overtraining injury, pain when running is no longer your friend. The pain forces you to slow down, to run shorter distances, Pain forces you sometimes to skip your workouts. Pain is wrecking your training schedule. Pain is in the way. At this point, pain is your enemy. Now, when thinking about this, another saying comes to mind. Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. You can keep track of that pain and use it as a tool to recover as fast as possible and get back to running. Now, the bad news about pain is that runners have a higher pain threshold. A few years ago, there was a research study published in the medical journal Pain, and the study systematically reviewed differences in pain perception between athletes and normally active people. The researcher's report revealed that athletes possess higher pain tolerance, and the data from that meta-analysis suggested that regular physical exercise, particularly that which we do as runners, is associated with specific alterations in pain perception. So the bad news as an injured athlete is that you may be prone to ignoring pain as a warning sign. You may be at higher risk of hurting yourself, prolonging the injury and slowing your recovery since as an athlete you have a higher pain tolerance. Now there is good news with this. Runners also have higher levels of somatic awareness. And what we mean by that is that you can feel what's going on in your body. Now all of that work you put into developing good running form, feeling for rates of intensity, noticing and charting levels of perceived exertion in your training, all of that leads to what we call somatic awareness. Simply put, runners like you have the ability to tell what's going on in your body. You can feel when your form is right. You can sense a sluggishness when you're having an off day, and you can sense muscular tightness. And when you get injured, you really only have three signs of worsening injury. Pain, swelling, and bruising. Now, pain is the easiest and most informative of all these signs. Pain tells you something is wrong and may indicate you're doing more damage. Pain is also dynamic. It gives you immediate feedback, and because of this, it can be extremely useful. So one thing you can do is keep a pain journal to keep track of all this pain, and a pain journal will help you map your progress. Now, a few months ago, I interviewed James Lawrence, who's known as the Iron Cowboy, and one of the most memorable moments in that episode for me was when he explained how some of his athletes will ask to start some new fad diet. His advice is always keep a food journal first. You have to really know what you're eating first. You have to understand where you are and then make changes that move you from that point to your ultimate destination. A pain journal can also help you convince yourself that you're getting better. The same way a training schedule helps you see progress, see that you're realizing your goals, mapping your recovery with a pain journal can help you see trends and note progress. Since an injury is so stressful, you need to be able to see improvement. A positive outlook that comes from documented improvement will help you maintain a positive outlook and help you look for the light at the end of the tunnel, even when that light seems faint. 
A pain journal also helps your doctor decide how to customize your treatment plan and direct your recovery plan. A pain journal helps you decide when it's safe to run and how much you can advance your activity and increase your distance. Now, one side note here. If you're keeping a pain journal, don't take pain relievers. They can skew the results by masking pain. Now, just this week, a runner called me for a second opinion. I actually thought she had a different problem than what she had been told by her previous doctor. One of the things I did was I told her to stop taking the anti-inflammatories, and guess what? Her pain came back. So what was happening is the anti-inflammatories she was taking, well, they were really just masking the pain. The fracture walking boot she was wearing, it wasn't really fixing anything. It just seemed like she was getting better from the boot when the reality was the pain was just being covered up by the anti-inflammatories. So that's rule number one. Compare apples to apples and do not take pain medicine while you're keeping a pain journal. Now, it seems like it'd be really simple to keep track of your pain, but I actually do get lots of runners asking me exactly how they should use the runner's pain journal. So I'm going to explain everything that you need to know about that. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is what you need to track. And don't worry, we're going to explain everything to you that you should log. But don't worry, you don't even have to write any of this down. To make things easy for you, we created the perfect runner's pain journal PDF for you. So all you have to do is go to the show notes page on Doc on the Run, go to episode 67 and download it. It's free. So here's what you need to record in your pain journal. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler in my experience is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You know, I have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is what you need to track. And don't worry, we're going to explain everything to you that you should log. But don't worry, you don't even have to write any of this down. To make things easy for you, we created the perfect runner's pain journal PDF for you. So all you have to do is go to the show notes page on Doc on the Run, go to episode 67 and download it. It's free. So here's what you need to record in your pain journal. The first thing is the date. Most runners seem to be poor historians, and we often have pain a lot longer than we want to admit. So make sure you log the date so you really know when things happen. Next thing is your distance. How far did you run? How many miles and where? Was it on the track? Was it on, a, on the street? Was it on a soft jogging path? Was it on a treadmill? You need to know where you were running, not only the distance. Again, this comes back to that apples to apples comparison. You want to make sure that you're keeping track of the surfaces you run on because you might have different levels of pain on different surfaces. And that's also useful information. 
The next thing is your run intensity. So how hard an effort was it? You want to rate the exercise session on a scale of one to 10. Then obviously you need to know where did it hurt? You got to note the location. Where exactly was the pain? Is the pain on the top of the foot? Is it in your heel? Is it in the arch? Is it around your Achilles tendon, your ankle? Was it in the front of your shin? Sometimes that pain changes. So you need to write it down. Now, the next thing is how much pain did you have during the run? So if you're out on a run or you're doing some activity to try to get your fitness back, whether that's working on an elliptical trainer, going to the gym, walking, running, whatever, you want to log the pain during that activity, even if it's just standing, fixing dinner. You want to know what that activity was. Again, apples to apples comparison. So how much did it hurt? Log the pain during that activity on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, during that activity, did it get better, worse, or did it stay the same? Like, did it keep hurting the entire way throughout the run, or did your pain go away during the run? If so, make a note of how many miles into the run, at what distance, the pain went away. If the pain did go away during the run, did it come back again? If so, make a note of how many miles into the run, at what distance, the pain came back. And what about later in the day? Did you have any pain or soreness later in the evening after your workout? If so, rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. And what about the next morning? Did you have any pain or soreness when you woke up and got out of bed the morning following your workout? If so, rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. With each of these entries, try to describe the pain. What did it feel like? Was it aching, sharp, dull, throbbing, shooting, burning, electrical, or some sort of tingling sensation? All of these subtle differences can help you make a self-diagnosis or help your doctor figure out the source of your pain a lot faster. Whenever a runner calls me for an online second opinion and I have all this information, it really makes it a lot easier to help the runner get back on track. So when should you make entries in your pain journal? Well, most people need to track three basic times. You need to track the pain during the run, the evening after the run, and the next morning after your run. This holds true for any activity. If you're just walking or doing an elliptical trainer, you still want to keep track of what happens during that activity. How do you feel the evening after that? How do you feel when you get up and step out of bed the next morning and you start walking? You really need to keep track of those different times. So another question runners always ask me is, how long do I need to keep track of my pain? You know, I mean, let's face it, most of us don't want to be accountants trying to keep track of all this stuff. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a bummer writing down how much your pain is every day. But again, you're doing this to see progress. Now, if you're running every day or even every other day, you can often see trends in as little as a few days and almost certainly within two weeks. For that reason, the runner's pain journal we made for you is only 14 entries long. Now, you can always, of course, you can print additional sheets if you need, but the reality is you should be able to make progress quickly if you're paying close attention and you're making good choices as you heal. Okay, so why should runners share all this pain information with their doctor? Well, really simple. The more information you give your doctor, the easier it is for the doctor to make the correct diagnosis. The solution is often deep in the details. Part of the reason I have so much success with helping runners through online second opinions is that the runners have usually already been to one or two other doctors, and after those visits, they seem to have started keeping better track of their changes. They know what has helped, and they know what hasn't helped. All of that info helps me rapidly hone in on the correct diagnosis and the correct solution for that runner. So then, of course, the million-dollar question is, is how can I tell when it's okay to run? Well, many doctors will say, just let pain be your guide. And they imply that you have to expect that you have to be completely and totally pain-free before you can run. They suggest that, you know, you should be entirely pain-free when you start running at all. But that isn't really the case. And let's face it, if you're a runner and you've been sitting still for two weeks, you're going to be in pain just from sitting still. Now, the goal isn't necessarily to be pain-free. The goal is to have less and less pain as you have more and more activity. 
you have to understand the difference between acceptable pain and worrisome pain. If your pain has been decreasing to the point where it's almost gone and you have no tenderness, it's likely safe to start ramping up your activity. So once you start running, how is it okay to tell when you can increase your distance and your intensity? Well, the bottom line is you need to be able to increase your activity, build your strength, get stronger, and run farther without having your pain ramp back up. You have to consider your timing, your goals, and then everything you can do to maintain your fitness. Generally speaking, if you can run without swelling, without bruising coming back, and without your pain returning and building again, then it's probably okay to run further and start adding in some intensity. But the specifics vary somewhat depending upon what specific structure you injured and what your running goals are. That's why it's so important to find a doctor you can talk to who works with runners. Your doctor has to be on board with your goal of getting you back to running. You and your doctor have to be on the same team. Now, I'm a huge believer in the runner's pain journal, and I think you can use it as a prevention tool. Almost never does an overtraining injury happen in one instant. Most runners who call me for help will talk about this sort of sudden injury, but then they admit that they felt a subtle dull ache or some minor nagging pain for days or weeks or even months that gradually got worse. Keeping track of any pain or soreness will allow you to notice the trends and discomfort that can build over time. The earlier you identify the pain, the easier it is to prevent the true catastrophe that can keep you from running. The more closely you track and evaluate your pain as you recover, the faster you can adjust, increase your mileage, and ramp up your running intensity without having to wonder whether or not you're staying on track. The goal is to keep increasing your mileage and your intensity without the pain coming back in. You can only really do that if you're keeping track of it with a pain journal. Again, to make things easy for you, we created the perfect runner's pain journal PDF. Just go to the show notes page for episode 67 and download it. It's free. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.